Hi, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Focus on Metal with Richie. Rock on. Hey, Metalhead, Scott here. Richie. And uh, welcoming you to another edition of Focus on Metal. And uh, this week, got a couple of great interviews for you. Uh, we have uh, Richie had a chat with Pat Torpy. And uh, I also had uh, yet another chat with uh, with Sieb from Orden Ogan. So uh, I think uh, a lot of good stuff going on this week. And hopefully you guys enjoyed last week's show with uh, with Derek Oliver, uh, Kerrang! number five. But uh, this week, it's... Uh, Jumping back to kind of more of the regular format. So, uh, obviously, uh, now you talked to Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Mr. Big for the first album. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, forever, right? Have we ever had a... Oh, well, we had Richie Cotson. Yeah, on. we had Richie on. Have, have you spoken to... Oh, um, Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did I did an interview with Paul Gilbert. wasn't my best, but hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't play. And uh, I, didn't re- I couldn't really ask him anything about playing which probably drove some of you mad if you were listening to yeah, it. Yeah, us guitar players, we're shitheads. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, but obviously you were able to fit this one in, which was very cool, and, uh, you know, it got their latest out, so good stuff. Yeah, it's a great album, too, to find Gravity. Um, three albums into their comeback now. And, uh, of course, Pat, it's no secret, he's dealing with Parkinson's. Hmm. And um, he can't really play that much anymore. He plays a couple of songs in the live set, and he plays a little bit in the studio, and uh, Grady's still part of the band, though. I, I said it to Paul when I interviewed him, and I said it to Pat in the interview. It's, it, you know, it's great that they actually still want you around. Yeah. And that you still want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, because he could have walked away, and he didn't. And um, which we talk a little bit about in the interview. Yeah. No, I think that's. I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, it's a little difficult to get into, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool that he's still able to at least try for now to do something and, and stay on the scene. I think a lot of people like to hear him play, so, yeah. Yeah, so are you a big Arden Ogan fan? Well, yeah. Yeah, so I, this, this interview was obviously longer than the last one. It was like five minutes, wasn't it, with Skype? You had serious issues oh, the last time. serious issues the last time, yeah. But this will be, yeah, this will be the third time I've talked to Sieb. A good guy, and, uh, I mean, he put, they put out amazing stuff, so... Um, he's more your, he's your... I don't really know much about him. He's your guy. He's the melodic European. I like some of it, but you're well, it's more all, into yeah, it I mean, than it's, I am. It's, a, it's kind of more of a, I don't know, symphonic power metal. Um, that's you. That's you. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, the new album, Gunman. And um, yeah, this is one of those ones I, I got sucked in. I bought the... The one that came with the car. The, yeah. The, <laughs> it might as well have. This is the, there's a limited edition box set of it that comes in a coffin. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, okay. But there's a step up. You can have the coffin with your name on it. So, yes, I have one of the very small number of ones that comes personalized with the coffin. How big is it? Do you have it here? No, it hasn't come in yet. Oh, it's not, the album's not out yet. Oh, is it? All right. <laughs> so, is it big? Yeah. How big is the but, coffin? I mean, it's not like... What's I the mean, shipping? I $200? I can't sleep in the box set, but um, there's, you know, there's, a, there's an actual little figure that goes in it. Is this stuff. Gunman Coffin? Is that where it comes from? It's a play on the yeah, title. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh Does Gene Simmons know? I just thought it was, you know, it's cool and I was like, yeah, no, I don't think he's patented got coffin yet, 
Um, it's great that he decided that he couldn't patent the freaking devil horns. <laughs> um, like, that didn't blow the internet up, right? I think that thing probably... Sh- that, that whole story, when that broke, I'm surprised that didn't shut down the internet faster than Kim Kardashian's ass because, yeah, that was just... I mean, that went everywhere. Didn't go over well. I think... No. Um, I mean, even, <laughs> even Wendy Dio was weighing in like, fuck you. Yeah, and then, of course, you. I think Corey Taylor now and Chad Kruger of... They're the this week's one. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I know. Yeah, I, I picked that up on Twitter now. Like, really? I can get one one idiot thing going. It's, down it's interesting, isn't up. it? That like the timing of that because we'd only just run ran the Derek Shulman interview, and he talked about Chad Kruger uh-huh. in the interview, and uh, next thing you know, Chad weighs in on on Stone Sour, <laughs> and I'm like, oh wow, we only just talk, I only just talked to Derek about Chad, yeah, and now he's weighing in on Stone Sour <laughs> songwriting. And Derek saying they're like Nickelback were great songwriters, live not so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's a soap proper out there. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that one. But uh, yeah. But anyways, back this week for uh, two two great interviews, and then uh, I think after this week, I think we'll uh, we'll be taking a two week summer break, and it might be it might it might be even more longer than the two weeks. We'll see how that goes. We will uh, be back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, we're not. But, uh, we're not I got to move the studio, and then I got to make sure that I can get internet all connected up so I can do all the uploads and all that good stuff, and that we can get back to, to interviewing and, and all that good stuff that we do in the studio. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But I have uh, to find where you are too. <laughs> it's true. You got to find out where you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll be, I'm easy to find. Um, yeah, it'll be weird. This will be the this will be the fourth time Bedlam Studios has moved. So, okay, uh, and I've the, only and, ever done it here, and it's back downtown again. Okay. So, uh, I mean, Bedlam Studio started downtown, and uh, actually, this is only going to be. This will be like a. You could you can walk within three minutes to where the original place was. Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of interesting. You're going to bring me on tour. Going back to my roots, <laughs> man. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, but we'll see. But obviously, um, well, obviously, because you don't know, because I didn't tell you, um, Richie's already done uh, another great interview for uh, the Kerrang series, and. Uh, that's already going to probably be our kickoff when we come back. So, uh, you know, when we talk about being on break, it isn't like we just go off and we do nothing because in that time period, it's if we take two weeks off, it's really about four days off mm. because with all the posting and everything for the last one, that eats into the first week. And then during the last week, you got to put a whole other episode together, plus get interviews or whatever else to get the next week after that going. So when you think, oh, they're doing, you know, laying in the sun for two weeks, like, no, not. And gigs. Uh, well, plus the fact Richie's Irish, so laying in the sun, he'll catch on fire. But, you know, pretty much. Yeah, I've already done that. I've already been given out to, you're not wearing enough fucking sunscreen. I was, oh, I was, Christ. I was toast. I I've got home. a, my wife says to me, I have a farmer's tan. That's because I work on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally work on a farm. I came home last weekend and. Like I can, I can, you can probably see a little bit of it in my face. I was your nose is burnt. I'm, I'm, I was toast. Yeah, and and she was even more toast because <laughs> I still had my shirt on. This is at Hampton, and but she didn't, so she just had the bikini top. So she's like she toast. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, things happen. It's yeah. summertime. Um, but anyways, uh, what do you say we uh, get into the show? Okay, all right. Of 
Yep. Before we dive into anything else this week, you know, it's been a few weeks now since we've uh, had a track of the week. And I thought that we really couldn't uh, go on break without at least throwing out one more track of the week for you. And furthermore, I just figured uh, what a great way to cap off the uh, first half of 2017 with tracks of the week with our friends in Primal Fear. That's right. Primal Fear back once again with their uh, new release, Angels of Mercy, live in Germany. So a pretty cool release coming out from uh, from the guys in Primal Fear. Obviously, as you guys know, one of my favorite bands, but they've got uh, both a CD, DVD, as well as the Blu-ray came out in June. CD's got 15 great tracks on it, and the DVD and Blu-ray have 17 tracks, and as well as there's some uh, some bonus features. There's a video for The End is Near, uh, Angels of Mercy, Death Come Knocking, King for a Day, Strike, uh, Chainbreaker Live at Master of Rocks, as well as the, uh, the Rule Breaker World Tour 2016 documentary. And a lot of that, I heard, is done by Ralph walking around with a handy cam and just kind of recording things all over the place. So all in all, sounds like a pretty damn fine release to me. I have not had a chance to partake in the DVD yet, but it would be uh, rather funny if Richie and I turned up in that as we uh, hung out with those guys in the uh, the Worcester date for the 2016 tour. But uh, hey, anyways, back to the business at hand, and that is spinning you a track of the week. So from the brand new one from Primal Fear called Angels of Mercy Live in Germany from our friends over at Frontiers, one of my favorite Primal Fear tracks, an old one, but nonetheless a great one. Spin your little nuclear fire. There you go, track of the week with our friends in Primal Fear. Great album there. And even the album cover is pretty cool. It looks like a road case. Gotta love that stuff. 
And as I said, definitely some great versions of classic Primal Fear tracks there as well. It's almost like a Primal Fear Greatest Hits Live. Good stuff. So anyways, on with the next event on the show. And that, of course, is that uh, a few weeks ago, Richie sat down with Mr. Big Drummer Pat Torpy. And of course, as everybody knows, Richie is a longtime huge Mr. Big fan Never get a chance to see the band live, but ever since I've known him, he has always been waving the banner for Mr. Big. And, of course, we've already had a few members of the band on the show. If you remember, we had Paul Gilbert on. And although not in the classic Mr. Big lineup, we've also had on Richie Kotzen. But uh, this week, Richie, as I said, he was able to sit down and talk with Pat Torpy. And definitely a great interview. Learned a lot of good stuff in here. Richie was able to get a lot of uh, really unique information out of Pat and uh, kind of, I don't know, that goes back to his different line of questioning, I guess, and a lot of people would go with, but uh, just a great, great interview with Pat. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. I actually really enjoyed it, kicking back, listening to it while I was editing it. So uh, again, this is uh, my buddy Richie talking with Pat Torpy of Mr. Big. And in case you've been living under a rock, the uh, the reason the guys are even out doing publicity is because, of course, Mr. Big has a brand new album out. It is called Defying Gravity, and they've actually even released a single to radio. It's called Everybody Needs a Little Trouble. So, as I said, here's uh, Richie's talk with Pat Torpy of Mr. Big. Hi, it's Richie. Yeah, is that Pat? Yes, it is. It's Pat. How are you doing? I'm very good. And you? Oh, I'm doing all right, you know. I was looking forward to talking to you since 1988. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I've been, well, a, been a long-time fan. Well, thank you so much. So, where, where in the States are you at the moment? I'm in Dallas, Texas. All right, nice. Probably hot there, is it? It's warm. Not too bad, you know. It's to be expected. Uh, it's not, it's, people complain about the heat. It doesn't bother me that much. I grew up in Arizona for a while, so it's hot in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm just wondering, do you have a a favorite venue or a favorite place that you you like to play, like a city anywhere? Is there one that comes to mind where you always like circle it and say, "Yeah, I can't wait to get back there." Well, it's always fun to play um, New York, just because of the hustle and the bustle. And I, I, I don't know if I'd want to live there, but it's always fun to do a gig there. And it, I'm always excited when we play because we usually sell out. And if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So that's as far as America, that's the, that's the place I like to go. And um, as far as worldwide, Singapore is really a great place to visit. And I mean, there's so many great cities, but Singapore, I've had some really fun times there. Great food, nice people. Yeah. So you're one of these guys that books into the hotel and likes to get out and have a look around because I've spoken to some musicians and it's just like, nah, I'm not, I just want to watch movies or I want to talk to the family. Like you're, you're obviously a guy that just wants to get out there and have a look. You're exactly right. I've walked many a mile in many of the cities around the world because I mean, you're in, you're in a world-class city that most people never even get a chance to visit, um, let alone play a gig there. So, I mean, you got to take advantage of it. I mean, geez, walking around and just take a walk, and you and you can get, see all kinds of great stuff. So I, I do. I I get out. Yeah. So have you ever played? You ever played in Ireland? Like that's where I'm from. So have you ever like? Uh, we put. Yes, we played in Dublin. Uh, it was beautiful. I loved going there, and I think we played there. It was about five or six years ago, and um, it was a beautiful day. We stayed in this 
kind of a bed and breakfast uh, along this river area. I, I don't remember the geography of exactly where we were, but there was a park, and I wandered around the park, and there were people out. It was beautiful. I, I'm I'm Irish. I you know I don't know if you know that, but my family's from Cork, County Cork. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. So it was great to go. Fantastic. So I I, wa- I do want to get into the new album, uh, Defying Gravity. Um, which is excellent. And the first question I'm going to ask, and I never really go there with any band, but for for some reason, I've always loved the album covers that you guys do. Um, you always have a play on 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 the album title, very humorous cover. Um, whose ideas are the where do the where do the covers come from? Like, is it all of you, or just one of you guys picks it, or how does that work? Well, it's it's kind of all of us. Um, we we you know we throw ideas out. Um, the first the first like three album covers, I, you know, it's a lot easier to find pictures and ideas now with the internet. But what I used to do in the early days is go to the library and look at stock photos, just, just, just rifling through for hours. And that's how I found the lean into it cover. That's how I found the bump ahead. That's how I found uh Hey man. But the last couple of albums of actually like Paul found the photo, the idea that we have for the defying gravity. So it's kind of a group effort. We get together, and sometimes the title comes first. Sometimes we find a, a picture first. Um, the What If album, we we came up with the title first, and then I I was on the internet kind of thinking, What if? You know, what's what? What does that mean? And then I thought, Well, what if pigs fly? So I put that in in the search engine. You know, Google it, and that photo came up with a little kind of baby pig with wings on it. And I thought, That's that's great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, so it's, but it's always a group effort. We all kind of get together and a consensus is created and then uh, we run with it. Yeah. And but e- thanks for, thanks for noticing that, uh, that's, you know, it's an opportunity to kind of do something entertaining, you know, not just throw something together, you know, yeah. so that's what we do. Yeah. Cause even now with the way music is, you know, I know vinyl is making somewhat of a comeback, but. A lot of bands, they mightn't put as much effort into things like that now because people are going to download it. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 we're all we're all dinosaurs over here, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the enjoyment of getting a new album when I was a kid and staring at the album artwork and reading the liner notes still stays with me. It's something I enjoy, and I know there's still some diehards out there. Yeah. Do you have a favorite album cover from the back catalog at all? Well, there's a there's a number of things. I love the first Led Zeppelin album cover because it, had, it I think it's a combination of the music had such an impression on me as well. And lean into it, you know, with the train coming out. That that was me trying to come up with a similar sort of a thing with the, like a Led Zeppelin one, you know, with the Hindenburg. Yeah. You know, kind of kind of crashing. It's kind of tongue in cheek. It's like you know, hold on, here we go, look out, we're coming because it could crash, but you never know. So. That's 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 what comes to mind when you ask me that question. Yeah, my my favorite is Hey Man. I I just really think that's very very good. Oh yeah, yeah that that's a that's a good album cover. Uh, Billy came up with we had the photo first, and we had a couple of different photos, and I showed it showed it to the guys uh, from Library Photos, stock photos, and Hey Man was one of them, and Billy said, Hey Man, and I and we all laughed and said that's it, you know, so. It can come. Ideas come from any any avenue that's available. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, you've got Kevin Elson back producing this album. Um, did you have him in mind for for What If and um, 
the stories who could tell at all? Well, we actually had seen we we were trying to see if Kevin was available to do the last two um, what if and and uh, stories we could tell, but he wasn't available. He's very busy. Does a lot of stuff. Does a lot of live sound mixing and touring. So we were really it was really cool that he was available. So and that's part of the reason why we recorded so quickly because we had a tight little window of time when we had to work with Kevin and we wanted to work with him and um I guess kind of a, a little anecdote if if you listen to the new new Defying Gravity album there's a Kevin's voice at the beginning of Open Your Eyes which is the first track mm-hmm. he says okay we're rolling Every, a lot of people thought that was me but it's it's Kevin's voice and it's actually from the very first time we recorded Addicted to That Rush okay we're we yeah. took it and put it, it's kind of a throwback little tip of the hat to the old days, you know. How do you change much as a producer? Because you hadn't worked with him since what ninety four. Yeah, it's been a lot. Well, yeah, maybe ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, that's right. Because Hey Man was the last thing that he did with us. Um, he hasn't changed at all. I mean, we're not only is he talented and uh, you know just a really good producer. He's also a friend. I mean, we kind of cut our teeth together with Mr. Big. You know, he was there from the beginning and. Um, he hasn't changed much at all. He, he keeps things moving. He has great ideas, good relationships, lots of laughs. You know, we we reminisce about being on the road because there were he, he went out on a couple tours with us running live sound for us as well. And he does a great job. And he and I were breakfast buddies. You know, he, he's an early riser. I am too. So we would always have, you know, be meeting for breakfast and we just had a great time, and it was really great to have him again. Yeah. Now you did the album in six days, which is very seventy, <laughs> which is very seventies. 
And I, yeah. wanted, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, like the first four albums you did with Kevin, what was the shortest amount of time you spent on any of them? Um, you know what? It's I don't recall. I think the first one maybe been a been a five or six week or you know, uh, and that that's because sometimes our schedules kind of conflict a little bit, and we have to take off. Um, and you know, we we actually it says we recorded in six days, but there were a couple days we tracked all the tracks and most of the vocals in six days. But then we we did some extra background vocals and stuff, so we kind of cheated a couple extra days after that, and then mixed for uh, three or four days as well. So. The initial tracking was done really quickly, and it is it is kind of the old way to do records. It's like it's not you're not making a monster that you can't create live. You're trying to capture a live performance, which has always been our theory and our modus operandi. So that's that's what that's how we we approach this, and that's how we approach most of our things because we're always thinking live. Live shows are what's important. Yeah, and has it ever come up that? You, you might want to self-produce yourself because you've had producers on every single album you've done. Is that something that you're just not, you're just not going to go there. You just want to produce her every time. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we've never thought of, I, I think when we did um, the first record with Richie Cotton, I think there was some talk about us producing ourselves because we recorded some of it at, um, at Richie's house, as because he has a, he had a studio, but it's just good to have a producer because there's you know when you have musical personalities and you don't always agree, you need to have a referee. And I don't mean it in a negative light because I don't want a producer who's a dictator, but it's good to have somebody who can kind of say, well, I think this is this is the way we should go. And it's kind of a tiebreaker, you know. You got four guys; two want to go this way, two want to go that way, and then so somebody has to decide which fork in the road to take. So that's why we want to have a producer. Hmm. Yeah. Now on this record, like Matt Starr plays a lot of the drums on it, and I know he played on the tour before the album. Mm-hmm. Did, did you handpick him? Like, did you know him at all beforehand? Well, Billy Billy saw him first and told me about him, and I went on youtube he's got some youtube videos of instructional stuff and and i i liked him immediately because of his I paid attention to detail which is kind of important with our music so we billy contacted him and i contacted him talked to him on the phone and just kind of out of the blue he was kind of surprised you know and he was just a guy kind of an la guy sessions doing different gigs playing with different artists excuse me and um so we said, well, let's get together over uh, in North Hollywood. We have a rehearsal place to get together and see how, how it works. And he, so we got together and it sounded great immediately. And the thing about Matt, he's, he's not, not only a good drummer, he's also a great guy because hanging out is most, is one of the most important things. Cause you got to be with these guys, you know, these, I got to be with these guys 24 seven. We're on the road. You got to be cool. And Matt is super cool and a great guy so he's he's the whole package and he sings well too which is nice yeah now when when he went into the studio did when you were watching him did you just let him play or did you guide him at all yes i did i did give him some guidance we worked together um most of the time his instincts are good uh he's got a good a lot of good studio experience which is always important to have the experience of being in the studio because it is a different kind of a 
animal. So um, I would make suggestions about certain things, but most of the time I just let him let him do his thing. And then if if what what I was doing is in the control room, I was listening to see how it's matching up with what Billy and Paul are doing. And you know, I made a, some suggestions, and we worked together. And he uh, he actually told me he said it was kind of interesting to have his own personal drum producer. And I said, <laughs> well, <laughs> together we made it work. And you know, I'm just grateful to still be able to be involved because the guys want me there, and and it, so it's all good. Yeah. Was there any particular song on the album when you look back on it now that Matt played it a particular way that made you go, wow, I, I wouldn't have even thought of playing it that way? Well, I don't know if I, if, if I would put it that strongly, but I, when Paul brought, Paul wrote uh, 1992, and it's kind of got you know, some changes and, you know, there's some triplets and it's kind of a slower rock tempo, which can be a challenge sometimes to hold the pocket. And I thought Matt just went in and jumped in and did it great. And I thought to myself, boy, I I don't know if I could have done any better. I mean, he just, he just really, really rose to the occasion on that. And I was amazed at how quickly he picked up on what was going on and, and made the right choices for the song because I think it came out great. Yeah. Now, drumming with you, Pat, is it a day-to-day thing now that you can do certain things one day and not the other, or is it just that there's certain things you just can't do anymore? Yeah, I'd say it's kind of leveled off. Um, right now, I'm not. I'm only playing uh, a couple songs in the show because, you know, it, it's just difficult to control. You know, when you're playing a live rock show, you it's it's you got to have all your faculties together. It's a, it's an athletic endeavor. So, uh, but I've kind of leveled off. You know, um, I don't know what it's going to be like a year from now, but I know what I can do now. And and if anything, I'm looking to try to play a couple more songs as time goes on because I'm kind of easing into it because I have I can't I can't just jump in like I used to. And but you know, I'm I'm working my way back as best I can, but I'd say it's leveled off to answer your question. It's kind of leveled off. I'm, I'm on medication that, that's supposed to help out. And so I take it. And I think the, the thing that affects me the most is lack of sleep. You know, it's like, but that affects everybody. So that's what I really put a premium on being able to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Now I think it's fantastic that, you know, you're still with the band because, you know, if you had to walked away because you couldn't play the way you used to, I don't think anyone would have held that against you. And I, I interviewed Paul and when his solo album came out, I think it was last year. And I said the same thing to Paul. I think it's fantastic that Pat's still in the band. Yeah. Well, it's a tribute to those guys. I mean, because I, I, when I was diagnosed, uh, it was pretty depressing. I got to tell you, I, I'll be honest. Uh, it kind of was a body blow. And I was ready to just say, I told those guys, I said, look, just get another drummer. I understand it's, these are the ways, this is just the things that happen in life and we're just going to have to deal. And they said, well, yeah, but we want you there. We want you involved. You, there's, there's, you know, it's important. Your voice is important and we'll figure something out. And I, I kind of thought, well, I don't know. What can I do? And they just urged me to figure a way to be a part of the show and and it was really really it saved me you know the, the the three other guys matt and my guardian angel of a wife kept me on the you know kept me 
having the reason to get up out of bed in the morning, which is great. So yeah. I'm really grateful, grateful yeah. to, to be able to surrounded by these kind of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the first show you played after being diagnosed must have been very, very emotional for you. It was a little bit. There are times, you know, it, it's, it's runs the gamut because, you know, when, when you think about what you, when someone describes you, they describe you by what you do. Like, wh- what do you do? I'm Pat. I'm the drummer. I'm a drummer. You know, I, I mean, I've been a drummer for 45, 50 years, drummer. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, that whole power gets knocked down. It's, it's, it's earth shattering. It's a little bit of an adjustment. Well, a big adjustment, I should say, not just a little bit. So, but the fans have been so great. I mean, the people, it's, it, they make me feel so welcome and, and have, the response has been amazing and it's just been all positive and I'm really glad that we, this is how we approached it because I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get into a couple of the songs on the album, Pat. Um, the songwriting for this one now, normally in the past, I know Eric's brought in so- songs with outside songwriters and there's been some collaboration. I don't have the songwriting credits for this. Is that the way it worked for this one as well? Well, it's pretty much the same deal. Um, Eric Andre, Eric writes with Andre Pestis a lot and he, Andre Pestis has been a part of, you know, he's been writing stuff for us since beginning you know and and he's all over lean into it he's all over bump ahead he's all over hey man you know he and eric write together and the process hasn't really changed we came up with ideas like the song defying gravity was came from a jam idea that paul and billy and i did and then eric heard it and then he got together with andre and they worked it out and there's some songs 1992 was written mostly by paul and there's some Eric songs on there. Uh, uh, trouble. Uh, everybody needs a little trouble was the mm-hmm. song that came out came out of a Mr. Big Jam. Father, I miss the bliss. 
So the process is pretty much the same. Um, sometimes we write together, sometimes we write separately, but we put it through the Mr. Big machine and it seems to come out sounding like Mr. Big, no matter what we do. <laughs> yeah, the song, the song I love is Be Kind. Very bluesy number to end the album. Yeah, that's that's a great song. That that came from Paul. Paul wrote that, and it's a great message. And it's it's just kind of a bluesy, uh, you know, this kind of music. Some great chord changes and great background vocals. I was really happy with the way we arranged them. That that all had to do with Billy. Billy came up with some great ideas for the background vocals. So it's always a team effort. But thank you. I'm glad you noticed. Yeah. Now I want to ask you about. Uh, the Japanese fans over the years. I've I've interviewed many musicians, and they say they got a lot of gifts. Now, you've been over and back from Japan a lot, and you're pretty big over there. Um, what's some of the most elaborate gifts you've gotten from fans from Japan? Well, uh, I got a pair of nice, expensive Nike tennis shoes. Uh, I've got some CD <laughs> players, um, some radios. You know, back in the day, 20 years ago. Uh, uh, when everybody, you know, the internet was just getting started, CD players were kind of, a, you know, portable CD players were like, oh, wow, exciting, you know. So fans would, I seemed to end up with one. Every tour we went, somebody would give me one. And uh, I had this guy actually came up and uh, I've gotten pairs of socks. You know, people buy me socks and, you know, of course, <laughs> T-shirts and shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... In fact, I just remembered I got socks from this lady. She wasn't that young. She was more middle-aged, and she said she was a big fan, but she thought rather than just give me some, you know, T-shirts or candy or something, she wanted to get me some socks, some nice socks. I said, well, thanks. I thought she was kind of mothering me a little bit, you know. Yeah, I've, <laughs> had, funny. I've had guys on, and they said, oh, the people have gone and done paintings and stuff like that, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, they they we've gotten a lot of that paintings. Um, on the last Mr. Big tour in Japan, there's a there's a uh, I don't know what you would call it, um, kind of a medicinal well-wishing prayer thing they do, and they 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 make a thousand cranes, like little crane origami paper cranes. Yeah, and they somehow string them together, and I had somebody make me. Uh, a paper mache. It's a bass drum. It says Mr. Big on it, and it's all wrapped. It's all in cranes. It's like a 3D. It's hard to explain, but it's in a, it's in a like a plastic case, and it's beautiful. It's wow. like about 10 inches high. And then somebody made me a thousand cranes. It's like braids. These this long braid all together. These thousand cranes, and you know, it's that that kind of really beautiful. Uh, sentiment that we get from our Japanese fans, and we love all our fans, but our Japanese fans have been so loyal to us for you know twenty five plus years now. So it's it's pretty amazing over there. Yeah. Now I did an interview a little while ago with um, a guitarist called Jimmy Bell, and he told me that Billy called him just before the first Mister Big got together, and he said that he had a guitarist in mind, but that if if it didn't work out, that you know Jimmy might be up for the gig. And of course, the guitarist <laughs> turned out to be Paul Gilbert, right? And it got yeah. me, it got me thinking that when you got when you got Richie Kotzen, um to play for Get Over It, what other guitarists did you have in mind to play with the band? Well, we talked about a number of people. Um, you know, some of the guys. I mean, from Zach Wild to I'm trying to think. Uh, there were a couple other ones. Um, this guy named uh, 
Rush Parrish. Yeah, yeah. He he co-wrote Hey, uh, the song uh, Trapped in Toyland. Yeah, yeah. Long years riding somebody's coattails. He's a great guitar player. Those are kind of some of the names that come to mind. But it was, we didn't have a long list because Richie just made so much sense. We all knew him. We'd known him for a while. He lived close to Billy and I. And so when it came time to, you know, getting together to rehearse, it was like, you know, we're living within 10 minutes of each other. And uh, he's, a, he's a great singer. So it just worked out that it was Richie. And we're still, we still remain friends, all of us. Paul is, Paul's good friends with Richie as well, so... There was no, you know, big rivalry or anything. Yeah. Um, just a couple of quick questions to finish up with, Pat. Um, yeah. What, what album from Mr. Big do you think is underrated? Um, gosh. I, I don't know. I mean, I think our first one is a little underrated. I know a lot of our fans know it, but when it first came out, I was so proud of it. I, and I thought, I thought, of course, we're going to go platinum. And we we didn't. It took to, to our second album, and uh, you know, the, to be with you. So, because there's still some songs on there that, I mean, when I listen to it, I'm so I'm really proud of it. It was a it was a time in my life that, you know, and we were competing with all these bands that seemed to be all over MTV, and I was like thinking, well, how come people aren't noticing us more? You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it's all good. I'm and it's, but if anything, just to answer your question, I think our, our first album maybe. Yeah, a little more underrated. Yeah, and of course you've been living now for a while with Parkinson's disease. Um, what do you think is the biggest misconception out there about it? Well, I think some people get it mixed up with Alzheimer's. 
<laughs> okay. So, you know, someone will say, uh, I have Parkinson's. They're like, oh my God, are you okay? I mean, are you having any problems recognizing people? And it's like, no, it's not, a, it's not that. That's different. That's Alzheimer's. <laughs> and, and I think people think it's a death sentence, and it's not. It, it's not a death sentence. It's just a nerve condition. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something I can live with. I mean, I've learned to make adjustments and it's, it's, I, I wish it wasn't so, but these are the cards I've been dealt and I'm doing the best I can. So it's, it's all good. I'm still out here doing it. Yeah. So where, where are you? Are you falling? Are you overseas? No, I actually live just outside of Boston. Oh, okay. So I've been living here the last six years. Oh, wow. Boston. Yeah. I love Boston. Yeah. You Big didn't, town. you didn't get here on the tour this time. I've, I've actually never seen you play live. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. I mean, there's so many places that I wish we would, there's just too many places to play. We do the best we can. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure you've got other interviews, Pat. So I'll leave you go. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. And uh, all the best. And hopefully we'll get out there. Sure. All right, Pat. Take care. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. To break it up, everybody's hot and chill. I really thought that I might change the way. Love just so hard for a couple of days. Maybe here's what I say. I set the sinners free. That's what you mean to me. Give up a chance to be. What you mean to me spin you one last teaser track from the uh, brand new one defying gravity from mr big and that one is called mean to me and of course earlier i uh, played the uh, radio single from that one there as well everybody needs a little trouble so uh, up next is uh, supposed to be my interview with uh, Seeb from ornogan hi this is Seeb from the band ornogan and you're listening to focus on metal Yep, you did hear that right. I did say the word supposed to be. I think Richie jinxed me on this one because I had totally forgotten when we were talking and doing the front end of the show that the uh, last interview that I did with Steve was just kind of a just a giant cluster from Skype. And although Steve tried his best, we just couldn't get that thing to totally happen. was bummed about that. I think probably so much that I just put the pain out of my head 
And I was so looking forward to talking to Steve about their brand new one called Gunman. So I had gotten up on Saturday morning, had a 10 o'clock spot to talk to him all about that. Was all psyched, you know, had the whole album in my head. I knew what I liked and knew what I didn't like. Yeah, ready to really have a great conversation with Steve because uh, we've gone back uh, quite a few years now. It's one of these artists that uh, I can just really start to make a conversation. And, uh, you know, he asked me stuff and I asked him stuff and it's just a really good relationship. But uh, it was all for naught. I uh, got up on Skype and hit Steve up with a message just, hey, you know, morning, buddy. I'm looking forward to talking to you. And uh, he texted me back and was like, uh, nope, uh, all the interviews today are canceled. So I'm not quite sure what the whole deal was, but I think it had to do with their tour schedule out there with the Rhapsody of Fire and uh, the whole interview thing. And he said, you know, we'll see if we can make it happen. I'm doing stuff Sunday through Thursday, and, you know, we'll see if what we can do. And and so, you know, looked at the options and just ah, just wasn't going to happen. Really bummed about that. And, of course, you know, Richie and I who already had recorded the front end for the show, figuring this was going to be just a slam dunk, no problem, guaranteed going to do it. And I thought, well, you know, I could edit the whole thing out and, and pretend it didn't happen. But I decided, nope, I'm not going to do that. Tell just the way it is that, yeah, we had a great opportunity. It just kind of fell apart at the last minute through uh, through no fault of ours. And hopefully, you know, maybe they'll do another round of interviews with Orden Ogan all about the brand new one. It's called Gunmen. So, yeah. Thought, you know, what the heck? I did tell the tell the label guys that, you know what, despite not having Seab on this week, that I would do my best to promote the album. And uh, I could have thrown it in his track of the week, but I decided, nope, I'm going to do it differently and just talk to you a little bit about this one. So pretty much a Western theme on this one. They've got Western theme videos you can see up on YouTube. Uh, one of them filmed up in Monument Valley out here in Utah. The rest of them at Fort Fun over in Germany. Didn't know there was a Western themed theme park in Germany, but apparently there is. And uh, even did some drum tracks in a saloon there. I guess they really liked the drum sound that was happening there. And, of course, see with the producer's ear, just picked up on that. So they did some tracking there as well. But just another stellar release from Orden Ogan. And it's just that big, huge Orden Ogan sound. So with that, why don't I drop a track on you from the brand new one. So from the brand new one from Orden Ogan, it's called Gunman. And this track is called, that's one of my favorite tracks on the album. It's called One Last Chance. Crimes all made of filthy lies Stigmatized now 
so there you go. There's a wrap for this week's show. And uh, as I said, we head into our into our break time. But uh, during that time, you know, if you get bored, you're sitting on the beach, you want to hear some more great Focus on Metal. Remember, head up to focusonmetal.net. And you got what? Episodes going back to 2010 that you can listen to. So you can get your fill of all that stuff. You want to listen back to last year's project with Little Mountain or the project before that with uh, Strange Highways. Those are all up there right on that first main page. You can go down. They'll direct link you right in. They don't even have to take you to the episodes page. So definitely a lot of great stuff if you're kicking back on the beach or wherever else you're hanging out in the summertime. Uh, lots of focus on metal to listen to while, uh, while we take the next couple of weeks off. So uh, any other words of wisdom? Yeah, I'll keep posting on Facebook stuff that came out on this day and see if that, <laughs> wank, see if that wanker actually decides to... Who owns the, oh. who thinks he owns the rights to everything that's on this day but in metal. Apparently, apparently he's the only person who's ever posted on what has happened in a particular day. He apparently invented the genre. Yeah, we got a... Uh, so, ah, fuck it, we'll get into it for a minute. But, uh, he, we, we got a message. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I'm just going to get aggravated. I again. do. <laughs> it's funny. We got a message a few weeks ago <sighs> from the guy who runs this day in metal. And uh, he was giving out saying that we were robbing it all from his site well, which is complete he bullshit couldn't, he couldn't follow he couldn't follow somebody who was copying what he does with we i don't first of all i'm not on twitter yeah. second of all i'm i'm not on his facebook right right i do i get the stuff from the internet sure it's called fucking google there uh-huh. are sites out there that have this stuff on well, plus, it. Plus, I mean, you, I post it you, you for know a shitload of dates. And, and even, I mean, when, if you go back and you listen to our episodes back in 2010, we were actually doing this on the show. I mean, Mandy and Dario used to do, like, birthdays and releases and all that stuff, like, on every show. Yeah. Like, so there's Google for everything except stuff that came out on this day in metal. Then it's him. And then it's you the guys, only source. You know, okay, so Metal Insider posts stuff. And talking metal post stuff. Mitch Lafon post stuff. Uh, Bob post stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mitch Lafon post stuff. There, there's websites out there that have this day in music albums released on this day. They're all out there. All I do is post it on our Facebook page. Yeah. And this guy thought that I was taking everything from him. Yeah. Now, how fucking sad is he to think that? And does he does he just troll people? I don't know. And threaten them. And so he says that to me, who does the Facebook page. And what am I supposed to? Um, what am I supposed to? Ooh, I'm fucking scared. Like, what does he want from me? And, just, what, and what can he do? We can't do anything no, about it. No, well, I mean, it's we're just doing ridiculous. We're just doing what everybody else does. There's certain bands that you like. There's events you like. It's albums come out, and I say it came out yeah. too, like today. We're recording this uh, Sabbath's Dehumanizer album is 25 That's years right. old, right? So I posted That's it. That's right. right. And you know what? Leather Leone should not have posted that this morning. Oh, she! Oh, she should have waited until this day in metal posted it. And yeah, then, she should and then not retweet it. Well, I don't know when he did it because I don't. Yeah, but one one of, one of the things I did when you sent me the message was, I look back on my, when I posted my stuff, uh-huh. and nine of the twelve posts were done before he posted right. his. But I think it was not even just that, but it was the fact that you were posting that events happened this day. Yeah, because he invented that. Well, did he? Apparently. Oh, not Gene Simmons might be after him. Maybe there's uh, you a know, pitch, Gene you know? may have invented it first. That's true. He did. Yeah. I think Gene did. And I think this day in metal will be coming to an end soon when Gene... Because so he's not going after the horns now. He's going after this day in metal But it's, I, it just was aggravating. I, you know, like, great. So I was like, angry at so first. No, and nobody, that, nobody should... No other show out there should do... So what? Now, Decibel Geek should not do the year in reviews, right? 
No, they shouldn't. You're right because they're no. they're they're you're now they're playing in that. Same no, box, and right? we cannot talk about anything that Mitch, happened. Mitch Lafon should no. stop. His anything, whole entire career is done. Anything in the past in metal, we cannot talk about right. anymore. We can only talk about albums that are coming out. We cannot talk about and this crying project over done. Can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. It's in Damn. the past. Because on this day something <laughs> happened that. He's tw- he's going to tweet about and so I'm in trouble. So we're going to go off angry this time. <laughs> I'm not angry. It's just, just it's vacation. No, it's funny. No, I'm aggravated. It's though. funny. I'm you listen. You didn't want to talk about it. I did because I <laughs> no, I, I was angry at first and now I'm I, I I'm literally laughing at the guy thinking that he actually went out of his way to type that and send it, yeah. thinking that he was the be all and end all of this. This is this is uh, all right. So yeah, uh, now see you now I'm angry. You're but, ang- I'm not angry, you. But it's all right, man. The thing is, this is what, this is, have we, we've got a lot of friends in the industry, okay? We've got friends in publishing, friends in bands, friends who do other shows, yeah. authors, all that. Other websites, like, we have never had an issue with anybody. Anybody. Not really, no. We've had one or two run-ins, but over, in the five years I'm doing the show... We've never, no, we've never had an issue with but most a, of those run-ins the industry were, people. Well, most no. of the run-ins were like bands that were that like, especially young bands. Young bands. I'm who, not doing young bands who, again. Who just like, <laughs> like what? And, who've done and nothing. Even, and and even, think they've and done even everything. the publicist has listened and gone, yeah, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. But, but otherwise, for our colleagues, we get along with everybody. The only issue. And, 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 and this is the other part is that. He would post things that I was like, oh, our listeners would, be, would like to know that. And yeah. I would retweet that. Yes. So our, li- our audience, all of our Twitter followers know, hey, there's this guy called This Day in Metal, and this is what he does. Because I'm retweeting the fucking thing. Well, here's a, here's a simple... So, here's so, so to me, I'm thinking... Love this. I'm it's thinking great. that we're, we're helping to support yeah. an- another, another guy that does this stuff. Like, we're, we're yeah. helping the community. Exactly. So when I got the direct message, I thought... I was thinking, oh, and the thing was, maybe, he, maybe he met, he'd like to come on. You know, we'll have him on. He messaged and, and, you because and, and I'm we'll not on Twitter. He messaged right. you. But hey, I'm thinking, I, honestly, I looked at the message before I even read it. I was like, oh, this day in metal, direct message. Oh, I'm thinking, hey, you know what? I was thinking about maybe having have this guy come on and talk about what he does in the show. And, 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 the, and he does like a video segment and all that. And I thought it'd be good to have him come on. And I read the thing and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, really? <laughs> Here's somebody that uh, that we're trying to like bring into our like happy horseshit group of other people. And, where, now, where, and I'm like, what the? F-? Like, where where uh, do you think he gets all his information? Seriously, in a vacuum, he gets it on the fucking internet uh, like I, I do. Apparently, he's not. And then and then decides to troll us and and threaten us or say shit like that. I'm like, fuck you. It's so it's just uh, yeah. Uh, anyways. I'm going to keep doing it. Ugh. And he can't stop me. End no. of story. Um, and I enjoy doing it because I get to talk to the people on Facebook. That's and we the have thing. You get, lot of, you get a lot that's of what, That's the way I do and, it. Yeah. And, and I know people are fine with it. So, yeah. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on. We've got to talk about this shit every now and again. Uh, I just, we do. Come on. I just like getting along at this point. Anyways. So... <laughs> you liking so, this, aren't you? Yeah. So this day in metal, uh, I'm never going to look at any of your sites again, and I'm never going to talk about you on the show again. Yeah. And you know, another thing is, we actually we're actually on his radar, so maybe we're doing something right. 
But anyway. Well, no, because if when I retweet something, he sees it. it. It shows up that he got a retweet, just like when everyone retweets stuff that we're on. I, I, I get, I get retweets, or you know, notifications on that. So you kind of, okay. you kind of know the scope of it. But it's like, we're letting people know you do this, <laughs> like. You have a site. This is what you do. We're letting people know that. We're like to me, I'm like, I, I was fucking supporting you. Like, you didn't appreciate the support. I, <laughs> people stick, people stick focus on metal, in to all kinds of tweets all the time. Because, I wouldn't know you. Because you're on Twitter, I don't know honestly. I believe you. Things but. that that just yeah, they they look they and they and I look and go, oh yeah, all right. And it, it goes out to our audience. The music industry sucks. We can if if there's something there like that, and, and they like they go, oh yeah, the focus on metal. We like those guys. We're gonna we're gonna pop them on our tweet too, and they'll like, why not? What the hell? That's what we're supposed to do. Hmm. Uh, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, so. We do what we do. We like what we do. We don't do it for commercial reasons, which might piss him off because maybe he's trying to eat, make money out of it. Yeah, but as far as I'm concerned, fuck you. He yeah, can go so fuck himself as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, I'm just, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm not going to stop. Because I'm, in yeah. fact, I'll probably double it. <laughs> so, anyways. That's it. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, you know, we'll have a couple, we'll have a little bit of a break. Uh, we'll probably post a little audio thing up to let us, let you know what's going on somewhere within that. And uh, obviously, on, we'll put it on social media when we're coming. Back. We got a great, great interview uh, when we come back. And uh, I know, Richie, you were looking forward to doing this. In fact, uh, this person has such a great time talking to you that uh, she wants to do a whole do, another interview asked, on something else. She, no, she, she asked me if I had any more questions or any more bands or anything like yeah. that. And she even told me that if I want to get, get her back on the show, she'll look through the book yeah. and jo- try and jog her memory yeah. for some of the bands that she interviewed. Because she had a book, and as I was talking to her, she was going through the interviews she did on a certain year, and she yeah. was going through a list of some of them. Yeah. And uh, there were certain bands on it that I actually didn't ask her about, mm. and I probably should have. Mm-hmm. And I hopefully will do that again between now and then. Awesome. So we'll so something back. to look forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to actually listening to the interview. Yeah, you have it. So and, you uh, listen to it. So that'll be cool, but uh, until we talk to you again uh, in a few weeks, this is Scott. Richie. Saying, have yourselves a great metal week, and as always, remember focus on metal. Everything else is insignificant. Still here? It's over. Go home.